Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Welcome back to Tip Today. It's time for a GP slot. Our Nina-based GP, Dr. Pat Harrell, joins me on the line now. Pat, good morning. Good morning and happy Christmas, Eddie. Happy Christmas. Is it a mad week for you, Christmas week? Oh, it's mental. Is it's it? absolutely mental. And um, now, you know, I'm afraid there's two or three things now, seeing as you asked me. One is if you're coming into us, um, we're healthcare workers, so I'm afraid you have to wear masks. Um, and um, it's it's just, that's just the rules, you know. Mm. So um, if you remember to pop to find a mask somewhere before you come in to see us. The other thing is don't be worrying too much about tablets Like depending on which kind of virus you have, should you um, just try and rule out COVID before you contact a doctor? Oh, absolutely! It would be really handy if you did an antigen test, you know, before um, you, you know, it just just people ring up. I mean, if you get, you see, most of us have had it, or yeah. if we haven't had it, we're vaccinated, and um, it, it's not quite as vicious as it was. So, if you have a bit of a sniff or a cold, it could well be COVID. So, if you just do the antigen and unfortunately stay in. Now, this is the kind of the triple whammy which is hitting the health service at the moment because apart from the RSV and the cold and the flu, um, there's no such a worker sick and they can't come in because they're positive or whatever. And um, it, as a rule, really, you don't, don't go to work if you're sick, mm. you know. Um, so nobody wants you to work if you're sneezing and coughing. Yeah. The place, you know. And this RSV and is really running right, isn't it? I have it. There's two in my house now who have it. I've one that has it with four weeks now, and he's on his second antibiotic. I can shift it. Why but is it so virulent? Won't, antibiotics won't make any difference. Really? Because uh, it's a virus. Okay. It's a virus, Ali. <laughs> it doesn't do anything for an antibiotic. It's like putting petrol in a diesel car. Oh you no! You know you've got the wrong the wrong thing. Or it's like putting petrol in an electric car. That's it, that's how mad it is. You know it doesn't have any effect on whatsoever. It's very virulent, isn't it? Well, the little ones can get sick because they have tiny little um, airways. So they, they can get quite sick. Now, you can get um, a vaccine for the flu for the kids. Um, it's just up the nose. It's very simple. You won't get flu out of it. The anti-flu will not give you the flu. And especially if they have grandchildren, grandparents or anyone like that, they're likely to be visiting or anyone sick, you know. So it's a good mm. thing to give the kid a squirt up the nose and you can still get the cold and the flu vaccines with your doctors and chemists so that is good protection the other thing is like when you're when you're out be careful you know I was I was in um, a couple of cities like big cities like Galway and Limerick and, you know things like escalators and door handles and stuff like that and if you touch those and you touch your nose you know you're going to be spreading viruses so it's a big thing I, I think it'd be great you know people got into the habit too of taking off their shoes when they go into the house because oh. you think about all the and the spit and God knows what. I don't know, I was watching the World Cup, I really enjoyed it, but it was a bit like maniac. 
you know. <laughs> you don't want to be walking just down. Just make sure you The Japanese socks. all, and, and, and the, the Scandinavians all have lovely big socks and they take off the shoes at the door and they, they wash their hands when they go in. Yes. Now, there's going to be a bit of a break in this alley because the, the schools are going to be closed and that kind of can break down the infection a wee bit. Yeah, and the concern I think for parents then is bringing them around, like you said, older members of the family. So, you know, if that cough is still lingering, are they still okay to be around family members? It's kind of the runny nose, you know, okay. the streaming nose. And yeah. and it's a big thing, you know, um, people were saying with the flu, with the cold snap, did it kill a load of viruses? And the bad news is it didn't. It actually made them earlier. Viruses love the really? cold. They love a cold snap. And they actually put on a kind of a rubbery kind of an overcoat, which means makes them even stronger in the cold. What they don't like is um, hot, wet weather. So um, this cold snap will have supercharged the viruses. And the other thing is, if you're walking around in the cold and your nose is cold, um, you, it's, it's like you've left your front door open and, and robbers can get in. Because, if you, you know, you see the kids, they've no coast on. They're yeah. corners and they're shivering and their noses are a bright red. That's just the, the virus just stuff that. And then somebody left out a big tattoo beside them and in it goes. There's no protection whatsoever. So if you dress up and take vitamin D, loads of vitamin D. And apart from everything else, I used to work a lot of Christmas days and every Christmas there'd be a couple of domestics, you know, which would be um, turkeys thrown in the door and people roaring and shouting at each other and brothers threatening to kill each other. <laughs> and um, that was sort of basically a lot of drink involved. Mm. So especially if you're banged up with your family and if there's any issues at all, very easy and to drink. Very easy. Or things will be said that won't be unsaid or will be remembered forever. Especially if there's small kids there. I mean, you can go home then and drink all you want, you know, but um, in other people's houses and things like that. And it's great with kids. Um, a very wise woman said to me years ago, I never forgot it. She said, boys particularly are like hounds. They have to be run every day. They have to be uh, run. <laughs> yeah. And if you have them inside with loads of electronic stuff and loads of sweet and no sunshine and no daylight and nothing, um, they're going to go mint. You yeah. know, they are going to go wild. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to get them out into the uh, daylight. Day. That was a great day to take a child and run it, you know, and um, start to get that vitamin D into your face and get out and about and, um, you know, and be thankful. Be thankful. Yeah. You know, where there's, when you see the poor creatures in Ukraine and, you know, and, and there's so many people dispossessed in Syria and everywhere. You know, I mean, I know hard on people at the moment. And, you know, it, but I think in the last couple of years we've learned to tailor our... You know, we've, we've cut down a lot. I don't think people have the same value and laws of stuff they used to have. I don't think you know? so, yeah. And I don't think we, we fill the house with stuff the way that we did before. I think COVID has given us that. I mean, the, the, the joy and the basic things. Yeah, do you know there's good actually evidence, scientific evidence that Christmas is good for you. And uh, my friend Lucia Gannon, who's a GP down in Killinor, did research on this. And it starts with doing up the house, which is creative and artistic and extremely good for you, especially if you involve the children and members of the family. And you're deciding, you know, that looks good here and that looks good. That's really good. And especially anything to do with putting up lights oh. and deciding, you know, where the lights are going to go and all that kind of thing. And the earlier you start, the better. So if you know it, it, it's it's a good thing to start, and it'll good run into it. And then when you think about it, um, you know this is the only time of the year when old and run um, all the time. This uh, classical music and jazz music and 
traffics, you know, and, we, and, and all that communal thing and then go to fires and concerts and things like that. It, it's really good for you. Yeah. And I actually think at another level, something like watching the motorcycle or something, you know, with your friends and in a pub and things like that. Is, I mean, God knows there's always the risk of viruses and things. But quite apart from that, the whole, everybody sort of, 300 people together in a place all here and messy on. You know, that, that's really good for sort of social cohesion. Yeah, I suppose it creates that sense of community, which is Oh, but it good. gives you a huge kick of dopamine and all yeah. kinds of feel-good factors that carry on for ages. You know, Pat, can so. I ask you, the, the front of the examiner today, um, we know, of course, the trolley crisis continues and continues to, to get worse. But Waterford Hospital, by the looks of it, seems to have cracked it. Have you seen the article in the examiner this morning? I haven't, no. No. Basically, what they're saying, there hasn't been a person on a trolley at the University Hospital in Waterford since March of 2020. And they're putting that down to um, having a good person basically at the face who's able to direct everything. So they're directing resources and they're directing staff to where they are needed. And they're saying no to people they don't have room for. So they're only operating for what they can um, for what they can hold, essentially. And they're using the, the, the end of year funding to put maybe the you know the, the older patients who maybe aren't ready to go home yet but really don't need to be in hospital they're using that funding to maybe divert them into nursing homes and essentially they've cracked it and now the HSE are looking at maybe implementing what they're doing in Waterford into other hospitals to try and alleviate the trolley crisis how would you feel about that do you, obviously it's a positive story that, that Waterford seems to be able to um, avoid any trolley crisis there is, is that that's something that needs to be studied. I think you're absolutely singing from the hymn sheet. I think most doctors and nurses would have been saying for years. Um, I often thought that if we got six or seven good hotel managers and put them in charge of the hospital, we wouldn't have had the mess we have, you know. Um, a lot of it is logistics, you know, and I'm not hospital-based and everything. But, you know, people sit around waiting to be diagnosed and they've already been diagnosed by the GP, um, that goes on, you know, um, and people who are sitting, because they can't get out, the step up, the step down. Thing. Now, I know they've got an initiative that's going to put a lot more money into solving the crisis, but what I like about this is there seems to be um, direction. You know, they seem like Waterford have run a pile. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you kind of do what works instead of what people have suggested, dreamed up, might work. So, Anyways, it I would make you question then what isn't being managed in other hospitals like if Watford say the issue that they've solved it just down purely by good management so d- would that indicate that the, the other hospitals maybe there isn't good management in place oh I think there is a bed shortage there really is and, and whatever way you put it you know there is, they need to put more into primary care which means people will be the things we're talking about that they're not um, actually getting sick putting themselves in the way of being sick you know like the, the primary care which is GPs and people on the front line we put a lot of time into things like chronic care management making sure our diabetics are well managed our people with COPD are well managed you know and that they don't actually end up in crisis and you know the person who sort of gets sick every winter and ends up in hospital you, you don't want them to get like that you want to manage their inhalers and their flu vaccines and if they get an infection that we treat early it's when the whole thing at primary care becomes overwhelmed and goes back into the hospital now then there's the people who've fallen and the ice has broken their hip and things like that I mean we can't do much for that but they need to go straight in but they don't need to be sitting for 20 hours you know yeah. when you know the hip is broken 
turtles identify, you know, what you do. Because the thing is, if you're, if you're sick and casualty, you can become a hell of a lot sicker than, um, than just from sitting around. You know, and yeah. you can catch something from the person in the next bed or trolley or whatever. You know, so there are hazardous places to be. But look, I welcome good management and I welcome the initiative. And it's great that they're learning from the people who are doing it well. Mm. So, um, you know, that's, that's all very positive things. I know one of the, the other issues that people are having as well, particularly this winter, is trying to get into a GP. Has that eased at all, the wait time for a GP? Well, we're lucky in Ireland that most places can still manage to see you in a day. But um, the, the whole country is very, very low in GPs. Now, they're training up more and training up new ones, but um, it's going to take a long time to get out of this, which is a crisis coming down the line. You know, Do you think it's going no to get worse? It. Oh, it's definitely going to get worse because most GPs, when you think about it, if you picture a GP, your own GP, the odds are that they're near a retirement age and qualified. Mm. So um, a load of those are going to be going soon. So, um, but to be positive about it, you know, lots of people have applied. They're opening up the GP schemes to more people and, um, you know, it'll probably get worse before it gets better. But at least, you know, they're kind of valued and they know what we do. But, you know, yes, be patient and, and, you know, we're doing our best here. We're still we're still swinging, so we're still out there. And that's where we leave it, Pat. Have a very happy Christmas, and happy thanks Christmas, so much Sally. for all and your I hope contributions. Your get better, and they will in time. Oh, they'll listen. Take loads, of, loads of vitamin D and sunshine, and they'll be grand. And I'll okay. run them. Thanks, keep Pat. Them yeah, take care. <laughs> bye, bye. Thanks, Pat. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call Tip today on one eight hundred nine three eight double o seven. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie